0: Hey, John. What's up, Neil? How are you?
1: Oh, I'm good. How are you doing today?
0: Doing well. It's a nice, cold, rainy day in in Ogden.
1: I'm looking at a palm tree, and it's 77 degrees and blue skies right now.
0: Oh, okay. Well, tomorrow it's supposed to be a cold, (laughs) snowy day in Ogden, so (laughs) there's that.
1: (laughs) I'm just going to keep putting it out there. Hopefully, just keep bringing you back to that California life eventually.
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling myself that this is toughening me up, but I don't know that that's the truth. I don't know that there's any truth to that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. How long have you been out there now? Uh, Almost a year and a half. That's been that long already. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, man. Time goes fast. So when, uh, I mean, is there any snow? Like right now, you said it's maybe going to snow tomorrow, but is there like yeah. snow on the ground or is it just cold? No,
0: no, no. It's just, it's actually been nice. Not- We've had like, uh, week in the 60s but then the last few days it was in the 40s and then tomorrow goes down even lower but I mean there's snow in the mountains all around us but not actually here in town there hasn't been snow for a while yeah when
1: does it start getting like nice
0: like ish um 50s. yeah so I mean we've already had we've already had a wave of that it just it it varies so much like as I realize, like spring is every couple days it it can change and be like we had a few days where it was upper 60s and then uh, then it goes into low 40s so just kind of always keeps you guessing
1: yeah so how uh how is everything on the envy uh side of things with our current fun scenario that we everyone's going through right now
0: um yeah i mean we're doing we're doing the best we can i mean i it's obviously a challenge for for all the well, for every, not just the cycling industry, every industry right now. Um, But I think that we are, we're in a better situation than a lot of um, industry brands in the sense that we're able to control the manufacturing of our rims. Um, Mm -hmm. So as long as we can keep our workforce healthy, um, we can keep manufacturing. Um, Whereas a lot of other companies don't have control of that. Yeah. That's a good point. Cause everything is made right there, right? All of it, Yeah. Every single one of our rims that we produce yeah. are made are made right in Ogden. And so, um, that's, that's great. And then, you know, those of us that, uh, can do our work online, you know, we're just working from home. And so it's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, kind of a skeleton crew in the office right now, but it's keeping things rolling. So that's, that's positive for sure.
1: Oh, that's awesome. How, uh, so what's, the uh you know, what's this new wheel?
0: Yeah, so... Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I think, you know, the the timing of it is is quite interesting. Um,
1: yeah.
0: It's something that's been in the... Well, the idea of being able to offer something like this has been around for quite a while. Um, this particular um, wheel or collection of wheels it has been in the works for almost a year. Um, and it's our first wheel lines called the foundation collection. Um, and it's, it's three wheels, two road wheels and one mountain bike wheel. Um, and they come in at a, at a price level that Envy is, has really never, never played in before. I mean, we have, we've always only offered our premium line of wheels, which is, you know, SES, which is our road wheels and G series for mountain wheels and M series for, or, or G series for gravel wheels M series for, um, mountain bike wheels. Um, so now the foundation collection kind of uses, carries over these, these, you know, core features and technologies that go into our premium wheels. And we've been able to do it in, uh, in a way that uh, we've been able to pull some of the price out. So the wheels are $1,600, um, still a hundred percent made in, Right here in Ogden, Utah. Um, it's just the, the process that's, that allows us to come in at a lower cost, and also that we don't have, like, if you look at the SES line, you know, we have rim brake models, disc brake models, um, just, a, you know, 3.4, 5.6, um, 7.8, just a, a lot of different models. And, you know, with this, with this collection, we've really scaled it back. So we have one hub option, um, disc brake only. Um, they're all tubeless wheels. So just limiting the options available helps us bring that cost down.
1: Man, like you almost got it right on. Like, I know you're really good at marketing. I'm <laughs> sure you were thinking about this, but like you almost got that price to the exact price and date release as these stimulus checks that are coming up. <laughs> like... <laughs> it's like, Oh, you guys got that money. Like, look at, we have this wheel. That's just about that price. Right
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it, it's, it's obviously it's a, you know, it's a terrible situation that's, that's going on. And um, I think one, one of the positives for for us as a brand is that I think when we come, we come out of this, People are going to be. We're all going. You know, we still want nice cycling equipment, right? I mean, yeah. cycling is our passion. It's it's what we what we love doing, and so um, uh, there's still going to be that market there for mid level to high end product. But I think people are going to be just that much more value conscious, right? And so to be able to offer a product that really is in that true value conversation that's that's really great and you know i think that there's there's still going to be the customers that want that premium level where they want as light as it can be as refined of a layup as it possibly can be and have some additional options in in the wheels and so you know i think that customer is still going to be there Uh, i think you know we're excited to be able to offer something that it brings a you know a different customer into kind of the you know the envy group and what we're doing
1: so how can you kind of like sum it up when someone goes because like your average price bill can be around four grand
0: correct no 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 we're um or we're that's, or is that the high end or no how does so i i think that we had we had in the past we've had a reputation of of you know, being some of the most expensive wheels out there. And we've, um, a, la- a year ago, just over a year ago, we were able to uh, start offering our own hub and that w- allowed us to bring bring the price down. So we went from $2,800 wheels down um, to $2,550. So you can get a set of SES or G-Series wheels for $2,550 with an, okay. with an Envy hub. Um, you can also do Chris King hub and that's, that's when it gets you up to that $3,000 range, but that's, that's about the, the high end of the, of the pricing.
1: Okay. Got it. All right. My, my mistake on that one. Um, so what, what does kind of like really, I mean, what are you guys doing over there that is bringing that, that price tag down on these wheels?
0: Um, so a, a lot, you know, some of it's what I already kind of mentioned, you know, just reducing yeah. the, reducing the options is a big, is a big part. Um, and then I would say it's uh, the rest is uh, anyone that understands like carbon manufacturing and carbon component or rim manufacturing knows how labor intensive it, it it is. You know, you're laying up these pieces of, of carbon into a mold. Um, and so, you know, with our premium level wheels, there are a lot of pieces of this carbon fabric that goes, goes in. And, you know, that's how you really optimize the ride quality and, and, you know, can look at places to save weight. Um, These wheels have fewer pieces of carbon. So it's a simpler layup. So it allows, it allows just that process to go, to go faster. Um, And the it's, it's a different hub. It's called our, it's still like in our foundation road wheels, we use a found found envy foundation alloy hub. So really nice hub, but just, slightly less expensive than our premium hub.
1: Okay. And so you said you have two road wheels and a mountain.
0: Yeah, correct. So 45 millimeter depth and 65 millimeter depth, um, for the road wheels. Um, they feature the wide hookless bead design, which is a technology we, we brought over from the 3.4 AR wheel. So what that does, it allows it. Well, it, basically just preve- helps prevent pinch flatting. So if you have, um, you know, rock on rim, this, uh, the wide hookless bead provides more surface area so that it, it spreads out that impact um, and it goes a long way in helping produce or reduce those pinch flats. So something like it, BWR, like that's pretty essential, right? So, um,
1: so speaking, yeah, bringing it, like I was curious about that, like with BWR, because obviously, you know, it, everyone kind of rides a mixture of bikes, mm-hmm. you know, wheels, like it's like the one, you know, it's not the Kansas gravel bike or it's kind of whatever you want. But like, would you, would those wheels be good for like a BWR or would you kind of want to stick to your G series, which is the gravel wheel? Or does that just kind of go back to the same, you know, conversation of like, whatever you feel comfortable with riding your bike, you know, whether you're going to ride a gravel bike or a road bike, like here's the different wheel sets you're going to go for.
0: Yeah, so I would, you know, I personally am in a very fortunate position that I am able to select like exactly what I want for BWR. And so if it was me, like I'm going to choose the 3.4 AR for BWR. It's a wider internal, but for the customer that, for the, for the rider that is, has one wheel set and they're kind of, you know, they're road riders, but they're looking to do gravel. They're looking to do, BWR running, you know, wider tires and have one single wheel set, it's a really, the new foundation wheels are a really nice option for that. They have a 21 millimeter internal rim width. So a very modern, um, road wheel width, um, optimized for 25 to 28 C tires aerodynamically. But with that said, I mean, you can run a 32 C tire on there. You could run a 40 C tire on there. So, you know, it can be a wheel set that, that kind of achieves, you know, it, it's that one that you can throw any tire on and do anything on it. Um, as long as the, it's a tubeless tire. So these are hookless okay. speed tubeless specific wheels. So we're, we're a hundred percent committed to tubeless. I mean, that, that is the future for road and it's not just the future it's currently here. So, um, we, you know, that design is something that has has you know numerous benefits for the best uh, hook or best tubeless experience and so um yeah it, it's a wide range of tires that can work on these on these new wheels
1: what um so i know like you know the whole tubeless conversation like it you know it's kind of been out for a bit now i don't think that many people personally maybe have gone that way on like mm-hmm. the road like obviously like on my mountain bike i'm tubeless but on my road bike i still have tubes like and you you know, it sounds like you're pretty much tubeless all the time. Like what uh like what stands out for you like riding on a road bike with tubeless like setup? Like what is it like what is different yeah. or what yeah, is, yeah. you know, kind of like you know, hey, like yeah, this is why I do it, or why I think this is a feature.
0: No, that's a really good question. I think you're I think you're right. Like mountain bikers would never run inner tubes in their bikes. Like it's been tubeless for years, right? Gravel, um gravel is the same way. Like we've we've all gone over to tubeless, but road Roads kind of an outlier um, because the benefits are a little harder. Like on mountain or gravel, you're it's it's pinch flatting, right? You it's too yeah. easy to pinch flat. So on on road, where people aren't don't have a tendency to pinch flat as much, unless you hit a big pothole or something. It's it's not an every ride occurrence that you're dealing with. Um, so the the benefits the benefits on road tubeless are the difference in rolling resistance is number one. And that's why you're seeing so many of the world tour teams who they've been using tubeless um, for time trials for the last couple of years, because there's a 10 to 20% difference decrease in rolling resistance versus their tubular tires. So, I mean, that's huge when you're chasing like a couple of lots here or there to be able to knock up to twenty, twenty percent off in in ro- rolling resistance just by you know your tire and wheel setup. So um, and now you know I was I was over in France um, in February before the lockdown working with the NTT World Tour team that um, that we support um, doing tubeless testing for Perry Roubaix. Um, so one of the definitive things that the riders came away with was how much faster tubeless feels versus, versus tubular tires on the, on the smooth road. So.
1: So are those guys going down in uh, pressure as well oh, yeah. when they do that? Yeah. So like, well, yeah, what do they, what would they normally run on like a tube or, you know, a, a, a well, I'm, I'm losing a train tubular to tire the... or. Exactly. Yeah. Tubular and then going to tubeless. Like what's that? Cause I know you already run a little bit less with the tubular from a or at least yeah. I did in the past. So like, what's that? What are those? Well, like? I
0: would say um, the, you know, the, the testing that we're doing can be deceiving because we were really looking at in this particular instance, we were looking at riding on the cobbles and finding that perfect balance between a pressure that, doesn't completely wreck them on the cobbles while, you know, yet to like stay efficient on the, on the smooth roads. Um, so we went, we started at almost 70 PSI and which to, you know, to listeners that might seem low already for a road setup, but you have to, you have to think that they're running a 28 C tire on a 4.5 AR rim that has a, you know, an inner channel of 25 millimeters. So that's a really high volume setup. And as that, as that volume increases, that tire pressure needs to decrease. Um, so we started at about 70 PSI and we ended up going down, going down, going down. And and so the goal was to find that point where it was too low and then come back up from there. And we went down, um, Edvald Bosenhagen went down. I would have to look back on my notes, but it was, it was like in the low 40 PSI range. Um, and then no went way, up really? just slightly more from there and found like this perfect balance of what he could handle, what felt all right and manageable on the cobbles, um, but then still felt fast on the pavement. So it was, it was surprisingly low. Um, but my everyday Like, my everyday riding setup on the road is 3.4 AR wheels with a 28C tire. And I run them at, like, 50 to 55 PSI. Yeah.
1: Really? Okay, that's what I'm just trying to – I haven't done it yet as far as, like, obviously that low. So, like – but I'm just thinking back, like, when I was racing, like, I always liked a really hard – like, you know, when I had tubes, I would run, like, 100, right? So then we do tubular when we're racing, and maybe go down to like mm-hmm. ninety, but like I always did feel like when I would go lower, like I would feel that kind of like give or that sponge like almost like a you know like a, almost like a little mini suspension and i i 'd always just mess with my head of yeah. like oh, I feel like i 'm losing my power because like I have that like kind of lag, but like is that just like a something in my head, or is that just how it is yeah, without or... you
0: know um you know when you're racing. You were probably you were probably on. Were you on twenty five C or were you on twenty three C at that time? You know, I think that 25s, uh, okay. i on me. Yeah, you're not as yeah, old as I'm I am. 23s. We were on we were on twenty yeah. ones <laughs> or nineteen. You'll be dating John. me that
1: hard. Okay? Come on now, <laughs> um, come
0: on now. <laughs> so tire width definitely has a lot to do with it. Um, and as I had mentioned, as you as you go up in volume, um, again you need to manage that ride feel by decreasing the the pressure, but it's, um, I'm, I'm like you, when I was racing, you pretty much, I was running 120 PSI all the time in tubular tires. And like, if you didn't feel every bump in the road, then you probably needed to put more, more tire pressure in it. And it was just this (laughs) kind of old school mentality. And fortunately that's, that's changing from, as we're seeing, like some of these rolling resistance tests, I mean, it's, it's deceptive when you look at a rolling resistance test done on a smooth drum, because what happens is you're always going to have a decrease in rolling resistance at a higher pressure, but we don't ride on roads that are smooth as a drum, especially something like BWR and how most of us kind of do our daily rides now that are on, you know, broken pavement chip sealed, maybe hitting some dirt here or there. Um so bringing that tire pressure down to a point where these bumps that you're hitting if your tire can absorb if your if your tire pressure is is correct and it can absorb these bumps these bumps are not lifting you and your bike up when your tires are pumped up so hard every bump you hit is basically it's lifting you and your bike up. And if you think about the energy that that takes versus your tire absorbing that bump, it's, it's pretty massive.
1: So, all right. Speaking of, of bumps and stuff, like let's say you're going to race BWR tomorrow and you said you're going to do like the, the, the wheel set more. So mm-hmm. obviously you're gonna run tubeless. What are you going to like? And you know, we all, we don't need to talk about the exact course, but we all know the train sure. out there. What, what tire pressure would you be running for that?
0: Um, I would go, so I would probably go up to like a, I would be happy with a 32 C tire on, so I'd probably run my 3.4 ARs with, you know, an IRC, um, Serac, like those are 32s, right? That's one of their options. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I would be in that high 40s low low 50s pressure pressure range wow. um okay. and I, I wouldn't recommend that on any rim i think that's specific i think the you know the technology that that envy has with the wide hookless bead on the 3.4 ar and our new foundation wheels and the g series wheels like that allows that allows me to go lower than i would on a different rim without that just because i would I think it's too easy to flat it at a pressure like that with hitting a rock. Whereas I feel pretty confident that I can, if I, you know, take a bad line, hit a rock and feel that rock on my rim. I'm, I'm pretty certain that that's not going to cause a flat tire.
1: What, a uh, what were you, do you remember what you were running exactly? Like, the first BWR you did,
0: um, yeah. So I the first the first few <laughs> BWRs I did, I was on twenty eight C Continental Four Season clincher tires with inner tubes pumped up to like ninety psi.
1: Sounds, yeah, yeah, and, was, and, and you know, honestly, <laughs> I
0: hadn't. I think I went five or six BWRs before I ever even flatted, um, but. It was I had to run those those pressures to really ensure I would I was sacrificing traction and ride quality um, just to ensure
1: I wasn't flatting. Um and wait, so you did five or six BWRs yeah, and no flats? Yeah. How did you get through that so well and then it's like the complete opposite for Kansas yeah. For I
0: I I don't know. Somehow like I've always managed to you know, maybe, yeah. I, 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 don't know. I, I've been lucky. I mean, that's really what it comes down <laughs> to. I mean, when you're, no, that's when really you're going yeah. on the, you know, following a wheel and you can't see what's in front of you. It's, I would love to say it's skill or something like that, but that's definitely not the case. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe ride your road bike next time. Yeah, that's yeah. Well,
0: maybe you're onto something, John. I'll, <laughs> I'll do it with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't wait up for me,
1: okay? <laughs> uh well hey so kind of like coming back though to it wwr like we haven't really talked to you in a bit what's your thoughts on um you know the expansion of it you know hopefully you know everything goes well and we we get all the events in this year but like you know you 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 were there really from the beginning and to see where it is now you know three events the growth like different you know different states different parts of the country like did you you know think it could be this one day or did you think it was kind of just a cool event or like were you kind of surprised to see it it go in this direction or like you know kind of like i'm just curious to get your overall take since you kind of yeah to
0: to be honest i'm surprised that i'm surprised it's taken this long to to grow and and i understand Uh well i probably i have no idea how much work there it really entails um to to create a series and grow something like this because i i can only imagine how much you know, the BWR team puts into just, you know, San Diego. So it's a massive undertaking growing it um, while kind of maintaining that that atmosphere and vibe that makes it so special. Um, but, I mean, I think everyone that's been to a BWR realizes that there's so much appetite and demand for that in different areas. And I think I'm, I'm excited because I think one thing that makes riding off-road really fun is that no matter where you the the dirt is going to be different everywhere you go so you know we know we know what san diego dirt is like right but when you go to cedar city utah it's going to be totally different when you go to asheville it's going to be totally different so just getting to experience these different venues different routes and how each each one is going to how each one is going to differ in the equipment needs and the preparation. I think that's, what's exciting.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Cause I feel like a lot of people don't really talk about that too much as far as like, and that's, that's what I love about like the whole, just say like gravel thing. Cause like, even in like Southern California, whether it's like the BWR or, you know, maybe like one of the spandex events in Temecula or like cobbler in Bakersfield, like all that terrain is yeah. different. But like, if you do a road race in Oregon or in Italy, I mean, I, I'm saying like those roads are bitching over there. But like, it, uh, the road is the yeah, road, you yeah. know. <laughs> and it's like not going to change that much. But like, yeah, you you can just get out of these different little areas and like the dirt, gravel, tur- all that is just mind blowing, changing. Which is that is that's a good point. Like it is it is fun to be able to go, you know, checking stuff out because I guarantee, yeah, Utah compared to asheville
0: the yeah. nine day difference
1: yeah so what um yeah you, you know that's kind of your backyard now like what i'm sure i know I, you've written parts of the course or the, yeah i went course, out right?
0: actually i don't know a month and a half ago um
1: yeah i think yeah, yeah. tj, TJ eisenhart
0: right? was out there and yeah. we went and blasted around on some of those dirt roads and i mean it's a cool area because you have I had I'd ridden in that area, but never west of the mountains, you know, out of the mountains there. And it's just they're open dirt roads with no zero traffic, and it's it's more of a true gravel event. Um, so totally totally different than BWR San Diego. Um, it's gonna well, it's gonna be like a road race on you know on gravel, which is really exciting. I think it's it's gonna be a It's going to be a unique course um, and challenging enough that you're going to get – it's going to be a hard day, but yet it's going to be some bigger groups together for quite a while, and it should should be a really fun dynamic.
1: So you think that will kind of fall maybe more in, like, the Kansas style where it's kind of like – you know, open yeah, roads yeah. together. I, w- I would,
0: I would I would say yeah. so. Um, I think, the, you know, the it. distance, the distance of it, um, it'll be a, you know, it'll be a race of attrition. And then even those that, that are just coming out and, you know, don't aren't shooting for a, for a finishing goal or anything like that. I mean, it, it's, it's a neat area with, I mean, you're riding through some areas where it's been, you know, native, you know, the native Americans lived there. Um, it's yeah it, it's a cool area I was I was somewhat surprised to see that land on the list but like a total pleasant surprise because it, it really is like this hidden gem of cycling in Utah aren't they having
1: yeah. like national yeah there they're also? doing Cedar
0: City's doing a they're doing a lot yeah they're doing a lot it's kind right? of like Ogden a handful of years ago honestly you know Ogden had uh, master. They had Masters Nationals, and then um obviously always Tour of Utah stages. And I, I think Cedar City is following suit.
1: Yeah, because I swear I did. A, I don't know if you know the name of it or which one. I, I did a mountain bike race out there a long time ago in Cedar City, and I don't know if it was a Leadville qualifier or if it was just a random race for fun. But then also I've been there, you know, once or twice for yeah. two of Utah stages. But yeah, it's cool to see them making a push. So I mean, that brings me to though. like, are you are you gonna make comeback? Nationals lineup masters. Elite. Uh, I don't know. Um, Cat one. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It is it's in your backyard. I haven't are had, had no a experience? USAC license for a long time, so it's either it's either a good time to reactivate mm-hmm. it or not. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't want to, I'll be right there with you. I don't, I don't have one yet. <laughs>
1: uh all right well hey man anything else like we miss anything on these new wheels or what's going on at envy or do you have any like quarantine tips for everyone um you know we're all just sitting here hanging out looking out windows outside of the world i mean some of us are right um yeah if
0: you're on if you're on zift zwift um zift
1: Zift, (laughs) is that some new thing you guys are doing
0: if you're on on zwift um (laughs) quarantine talk right wheels. there <laughs> the three fours offer a, a real advantage on the climbs um yeah yeah man it's in... can you do that
1: i haven't i haven't been on zwift yet but uh I yeah know it's that in the, was, they're, that
0: they're in the drop shop cool. so you have to you know earn a few sweat drops and then you can you can upgrade to the 3.4s um i had no idea i thought that these were just upgrades you could do for fun but like there's real differences in the bikes and the the wheels and stuff so virtual differences it's kind of cool
1: so if you do that can you like half um, wheel on Zwift and just like start
0: making them mad like real life uh, yeah I mean I guess you kind of can <laughs> yeah I mean I, I I just suck wheel on Zwift so I don't know no need to half wheel <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, you'll, you'll, get there. You'll, you'll be back there when I yeah, don't thanks,
0: thanks for your confidence that's good <laughs> <laughs> yeah well thanks for the chat john Uh,
1: all right well hey man yeah Neil, much appreciated uh it's been too long gonna have to see you when this is all over. cedar city and uh
0: cedar city yeah go
1: for a pedal cedar city yeah well hopefully before then i mean i don't know but we might be locked in till then so who knows so all right cool man yeah well hey thanks for the chat looking forward to checking these wheels out and uh i'll see you on zwift john keep on going out there neil (laughs) I I doubt that one, but yeah, thoughts there. All right, man. We'll talk soon. Later.